0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our associate pastor Brent Hand with this week's message. Last week we talked about how we value people. That's what we talked about. That, that's that's something that Jesus did, and that's something as a church we need to do. And just a real quick recap of last week. Uh, one of the things I talked about was that that uh, that you know, that believing in God, just, just believing in God, not even following Christianity necessarily. What that says is that there's purpose to this universe, right? That there is something outside of this that brings purpose to where we're at right now. And uh, that means this has a, this has a purpose. But Christianity, the one thing that may, I think maybe makes it different than just that that the world has a purpose, it's that we have purpose, that you have purpose, that I have purpose, that we have value as people, because you know other religions are about working your way to God, about you know trying to find God and those thing. Christianity is about God coming in flesh to us, you know come, you know to reach up. why? Because we have value because you and I have value, that every person on the face of this earth has value. And so we need to value one another and share that value and, and let people know they have that value. But here's the thing is, is it can't just stop there because there's, there's another there's other example that Jesus has given us. Not just that we have value, but what he did. You know, um, if I look back at my life, I see time and time again how, how God has protected me, how God has kept me, and how God has, has uh, guided me. And when I've gotten, you know, straight away that he's helped me find the path again, you know, and I'm sure if we, if you look back at your life, you'd see that too, because, because, uh, what, what did Jesus do to reach you? What did he do to reach you? You know, there are some things, you know, individually, we could all come up here and tell all of our stories about how God has reached out to us. There's probably, there's probably some great, amazing stories in this room right now of the things that God did to reach people in this room. And I'm thankful for all those because together what that does is, is it influence, you know, we're all able to pour off and, and, and feed off of each other's, others, uh, you know, testimony of each other's stories and they help us grow. But what did Jesus do for us collectively? He, you know, he, he put aside his, his godhood, you know, he put us, he became like one of us, right? He became, he, he stepped down, you know, he, 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 uh, he became like us, and he humbled himself. Uh, he took our place on the cross, right? He, he died our death. That's what we believe. If we're Christians. We believe that he died in our place. He died uh, so that we could have a relationship with him. He, he conquered death, hell, and the grave. Why? Just so that he could say he did it? No, he did it for me and you. He did it for us, right? He, he, he made a way for us to have a relationship with Him. And that's the whole point, right? Is that the, the relationship between man and God was messed up. And Jesus came and He put things back like they needed to be. He made a bridge between us and God. Made that, made, that, made that be possible again. That's the whole point. And so what Jesus did was He did anything. He did whatever it took. He didn't let anything stop Him from reaching us. He didn't let anything stop him from from reaching me he didn't let anything stop him from reaching you and if if you know you don't hear anything else i say today i want you to hear that is that that jesus loves you enough to do anything to reach you he did everything possible and he is still doing everything possible to reach you what an awesome gift that is what an awesome thing that is to think about right isn't that awesome to think about that Right? But, but it shouldn't just be like, oh, a little warm fuzzy, like, oh, Jesus loves me, which is good to feel sometimes. Sometimes we need that, you know? And that's kind of what we talked about, but it's also about sharing that, right? It's about seeing that example of what Jesus did for us, all right? In Philippians 2, um, Paul says this, he says, in, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset uh, as Christ Jesus, "...who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross." You know, if you look at the life of Jesus, that's a great example um, you, you look at those things. does it say there? It says it said he made himself nothing. It says he became a servant. It says he humbled himself. It says he was obedient. And this is this is what his love, the way he valued us, this is what it drove him to do. It drove him to, to, to do this, to, to, to make himself nothing, to be a servant, to, to be humble, and to be obedient, because that's what he had to do. He he would do anything. To reach us, and if you look at Jesus' whole life, if you look at it, I think it's it's a it's the whole, his whole life was an example of the extremes he wants us to go to to reach people. It's the extremes because you look at what he did. I, I, Kurt last week was talking in our uh, pre morning pregame prayer. Okay, every morning before we get going in here, we have a prayer, and and Kurt was in here t- talking last week about how uh, Jesus just. Just going across, uh, you know, one one body of water. Like, just every time he went across, it, he went around it a different way, and it, you know, he sailed across, he walked across it, he walked around it, you know, he he did he did all these things different ways, and and not just that, but but you look at, at just, uh, you know, he walked into leper communities, you know, he walked into places where where you know you wasn't supposed to be, you know, he walked into uh, to relationships with people, and and he had relationships with people that that other people looked down on. He, he, he uh, you know, had, had dinner with tax collectors who nobody liked, still nobody likes. Uh, he took, took whole detours. If you look, he took whole detours. You're like, why is Jesus going this way? To have one conversation with one person, you know? And uh, he, he had, you know, if you look at all the different ways he, he even spoke, he, he spoke from, you know, uh, and, you know, to thousands of people gathered around a hillside. He spoke... To, to disciples gathered around a campfire. He, he gave up his sleep and met Nicodemus one night, you know, uh, in the middle of the night to, to talk to him because uh, he was confused. And so he, he did all kinds of things to reach all sorts of people. He got, he got called all sorts of names. He, got, he broke all kinds of rules. And, uh, the, and, you know, but he did all that. He did all that so that he could reach somebody. And so that somebody could, could get to know him and, and he knew that there were people that were desperate, people that were in hopeless situations, people who were sick, who needed to be healed, people who, 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 who needed something just to make it through the day. And Jesus went out of his way. He did whatever it took to reach them. And you know what? Jesus was willing to do anything to reach somebody. And I think that he wants a church that's willing to do anything to reach someone can I get an amen? amen okay I think he wants a church that's willing to do anything uh, there's this phrase we say it a lot and we picked it up somewhere but I, the first time I heard it was Craig Rochelle said it he said we'll do anything short of sin to reach someone for Jesus you know yep. and that's 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 a hard statement when you think about it when you really think about it what are the links that Jesus went to he did anything what are the links we need to go to Anything, whatever it takes, and you know, <clears throat> the things that worked 50 years ago. And we, we, listen, we're not, we're not anti-tradition. Uh, I mean, we're not. We're, we're we we have you know we don't like tradition around here, but the reason is is because we don't want to get stuck in a rut of trying to do something that doesn't work anymore. Right, right. But we're not just shooting holes in, in all, all, everything that came before because that's that's not helpful evil either. Um, there's a balance there right but what doing everything exactly like it's always been done if you go back 50 years things that worked 50 years ago exactly like that today are not going to work in this too many things have changed the gospel hasn't changed jesus hasn't changed the power of god hasn't changed right the promises of god haven't changed the truths haven't changed but the world has changed, and so the way we get that truth, we share those promises, the way we share Jesus and the things that don't change. The way we share the things that don't change, is, is, that, that changes, that method changes. If you look back 30 years ago, look back when I was a kid. You know, we can't do things like that. The world has changed so much since I was a kid. I know that we can't continue to do things like that. Right? Right? What about 10 years ago? How much has changed in 10 years even? Since eleven was first birth right about 10 years ago now what all has changed in the world the thing, some things some things have got to change about the way we do things what about the last 12 months yeah. how much has changed yeah. in our world jesus hasn't changed the truth hasn't changed the promises of god haven't changed but the way we share it has got to change to reach a world that's in a different place that's that's struggling in a different way than they were even a year ago, right? So what's that mean? There's this quote from Mark Batterson. I love this. I've shared it several times at, at different leadership things we've had here, but I will share a piece of it today. Um, I, I just heard him say this on a podcast, and I, I quickly like, wrote it down, and then, then I, I didn't write fast enough, so I had to like, keep going back and like writing faster, and I'm a slow writer, so, and my, my handwriting's chicken scratch, so as I got done, I was like, that, that doesn't even look right. So I had to go type it, and um, so this is this is what he said, and this is, I think this speaks to what I, what we're talking about. Is there are ways of doing church that no one's thought of yet? Yeah. The problem is that at some point, most of us stop creating the future, and start repeating the past, and we get comfortable. Well, tell me the last time you were uncomfortable, and I'll tell you the last time you grew. Right? Yeah. There are times in our lives. Well, we, we do what, what we've always done because it's easy, right? But you know what? We've got we, we to fight that. that we, and we, whenever we feel uncomfortable, we like, oh, that's not good. You know, we push that away because it's uncomfortable. But those times that are un- when things are uncomfortable, that's where we're growing. That's where God's, where God's working in us, where He can, can change some things, can stir up some things inside of us. Is it fun? No, it's not fun. But it's, it's what we need, you know? And just as a church, you know, I, I, I'm so thankful I'm so thankful for 29-11. just where I was when I got to 29-11 several years ago now. Um, at the, you know, the, so many great things have happened, and, I, and going into the Civic Center, I remember, you used to just feel like coming, going, coming home, you know? And same feeling I get when I walk in here. You know, the, the Civic Center was great, and what God did there, amazing. I'm so glad for all the amazing things, all the people. A lot of you guys, uh, with me, we, we started going 29-11 when, when we were at the Civic Center. But you know what? We got comfortable at the Civic Center. We got comfortable there. And now we're in a place that's a little bit different. And we can't, we can't grow comfortable here, right? We've got to stir something up. We've got to change some things up. And uh, that's what we want to do. See, if our church is going to be that place, it's going to be that place where that, uh, that's willing to do anything. If we're going to be that kind of church, then we've got to be those kind of people, right? Yep. We've got to be people who are open and willing to do anything. To, to reach somebody and that's, uh, another thing we always say is we always say um, uh, to reach people no one else is reaching that means that we got to do something no one else is doing can you say that with me it's on the screen i think yeah yeah to reach people say it with me to reach people no one else is reaching we have to do what no one else is doing i want you to say it one more time with me but i want to change one word go on to the next slide let's change one word to reach people no one else is reaching, I have to do what no one else is doing. You hear that? Do you hear yourself saying that? We have to be ready to do something, something different, right? To reach somebody that hasn't been reached. That's what that's what we got to be excited about. I want to go real quick, and this is this is the majority of the rest of the time we'll be talking here. Um, I want to go to Matthew chapter 25. And I'm want to i going to go through the whole chapter of Matthew 25, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to be able to stop. So I've got it all linked there in the sermon notes. If you want to check out the sermon notes, it's at church2911.com slash connect. And you can check out the sermon notes there, and the whole thing's linked there if you want to read it later in the week. But there's, there's some things Jesus says here. Before we go there, I want, to, I want to just set this up just a little bit. And that's um, Jesus is talking here about the, uh, the kingdom of God. And when he talks about the kingdom of God, what he's talking about is, is not an earthly kingdom. And I think this was really hard for people back then to get. It's really hard for some of us to get today, you know, even. That uh, what he was trying to do, they, they thought he'd come to, you know, set up, set up a throne, overthrow Rome, and, and you know, he's going to be the, the next king. And he was trying to tell them, like, this, this kingdom is not going to be of this world. It's not, that's not how it is. But it does, have, have, it does reach into this world, right? It, it does... Require us to do something here. It is it is a kingdom from somewhere else, but it has ramifications here on It has reaches here, um, and it's up to us to do that. And Jesus used these parables; he did that a lot to uh, talk about things that were too big for us to understand, <laughs> you know. And so he used some simple stories to, sh- to to let those things known. And uh, the first of the, the, uh, this chapter, he's talking about. A story about ten bridesmaids who are waiting to take part in some like old uh, like waiting ceremony, and there's basically going to be a processional that comes by and takes them on into the party right and they're waiting basically like on a parade they're basically sitting there waiting for, for the, the groom, and the bride, and everybody to come by, and so they're sitting there waiting, and they 've got these lamps because it 's night time, and they all fall asleep, but then when they wake they wake up when they hear the the parade coming down the street. They're like, oh well, my, you know. They look around and like half of them have their lamps are out and they, they don't have any oil left. And the other half had, had brought some extra oil. And so the ones that don't have any oil, they're like, hey, can you can can y'all fill us up? And they they say, no, we can't. You know, well, then we won't have any. And so they go and they try to 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 fill up their to get, to get more oil. But when they get back, you know, it's too late. They've been locked out of the party. And. For so long, you know, I've heard that story before, and you probably heard that story too if you, you grew up in church, you've heard that story that Jesus told so long ago. But the, the thing there is there's lots of things going on, and it's a very, it's a very kind of strange story to us because of all the, the different, like, you know, the cultural aspects of like what was even that custom. But the main thing, I think, the main thing in the middle of the story is there were some people who were ready, who had the fire burning in their lamp, and there were some people that didn't. You with me? There's some people that had that fire going and some people that weren't even trying. And we've got to look at ourselves. We've got to look at our hearts and say, is that fire still going? You know? Yes. Are we just going through the motions? Are we just doing the things because we've always done them? Are we stuck in our traditional rut of just coming to 2911 and showing up? What is it? You know? Because when the parade comes through, when our moment arrives and i feel like this past year we've been sitting waiting you know i really do feel like we've been waiting on the moment for us to to, to step out and do something and, and we've been trying but, but you know that moment i feel like it's it's, it's coming but, but when that moment comes if you if you're, the fire's not there if the fire's not there and you got to rekindle that fire there's a problem right you're gonna you're gonna be left out of the party so so the number one thing here is jesus reminds us that we got to keep that fire burning We've got to keep it going. That, that, that passion has got to keep burning in our hearts. It's got to. We've got to have that, that fire for him. That it can't just be just going through the motions. It can't just be, you know, doing the things we're supposed to do. Now, that doesn't mean you get rid of doing the things you know you're supposed to do just because, you know, just because they're not bringing that fire back. we still got to keep doing the things we're supposed to do. But the fire has to come back. We have to do both, right? Um, then Jesus goes on. And he, he tells a di- another story. He tells a different one about, Then uh, I'll just go read the first of this, this one because it's easier. Um, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who was leaving on a trip, and he called his servants and handed his possessions over to them. And to one he gave five valuable coins, and to another he gave two, and to another he gave one. And he gave to each servant according to that servant's ability, and then he left on his journey. Then when, when, the, the, uh, when, when the, the master comes back, the, what's happened is, is, the, is the two servants that got five and two, they had both gone out and they had, they had invested their, their coins and they had doubled actually what, what had been given to them. And so they were able to not just say, hey, here's your, your coins back. They were able to say, hey, look what we did, you know. The, the other guy, though, he looked around, saw the other people, got more money than he did, got a little freaked out and went and buried his in a hole in the ground. And so when, when the master came back, he had to go dig it up and say, here, you know, and, and, and what does the master do? He says, hey, this isn't what I expected. You know, he says, get this guy out of here. He, he runs him out. Um, and so what we see there is, is there's this, I think it's, it's, it's more than just a little story, because I think it, it says something about like who we are as people, how most people are, is when you look at, when you start comparing yourself, right? You look at your life and you look at what other people have been given. You're Right what do you do? You start getting nervous. You start holding it tight, right? You begin looking and saying, well, they've got more than I do. They've got, they've been blessed in a way that I haven't been blessed it makes you And and today, in today's age, like just the way we're able to compare on a whole new level because of technology and social media and all that, right? It's advancements and just in comparison and dangerous things like that. Um, but but we get we get holding on to that right we get holding on and clutching on to that what god's given to us and and what we see in that story is is the people that 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 went out there and used what God had given them that that they were able god was able to bless them and and do something amazing with what what they had but the one that held on to it wasn't able to do anything right and here's the, in the in the story the 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 coin, it, you know, is you know obviously what's that represent? Well, it, you know, it, it's money. So, is it finances? You know, I think it, sometimes we've we've talked about that. You know, that's what it is. I heard it, heard it told like you know, around that idea. Of it's about holding on to your money, and that, that maybe that's partially true too. I've also heard that you know the original or like a lot of the versions of the the translations that you read the the name of the coin, and y'all probably know. Is a talent and usually. And so I've also heard it like, oh, it's about your abilities and the things that God's done in your life. And yeah, we can we can get to hold on to those things too and be, be be worried about stepping out and letting God use us there too. But you know, it's about so much more. I think it's really about just any way that God's blessed us, right? It's anything that God's given us that that He can use. And if we hold on to it, then He can't do it. how can He how can He how can He use? How can He bless what we want? release you know how can he how can he use what we refuse to let go of and right. and so look at the ways that god's blessed you if it is finances if it is uh, your talents and your abilities or if it's your relationships you have right the the the, the, the people that god's put in your life you know th- that, those are those are things that god's given you or maybe it's a place of influence place that you you, you you're, a platform you have or a uh, or like a, a position at work, or, or just, a, you know, a place among your friend group, or whatever, there's there's ways there that God's blessed you. Another way, the thing that God's given us, and talked about a little bit last week, is is I think one of the most valuable, and one of the things we're most stingy with sometimes, is our time, right? Is, is because that's something that God's given us, and we know we're running out of it, you know? We're, we all know we're, we're, we only have a limited amount of time here, and we... And so sometimes we hold on to that time, but if we're if we're not able to open up our open up our time, right? And allow God to use us. Allow God to help us serve somebody, help, help us love somebody, help us reach out to somebody. Well, how, how can he how how can he do anything through our lives if we're not if we're not letting it go? We've got to we've got to trust God. I think that's what what this story is, the main thing is we've got to keep trusting God. Right, we got to trust him with what he's given us, and that that he he it says there in the story that, that he gave to each according to their ability. He he gave you some things in your life because he saw the the value that you have, but he saw the promise of, of what God, he could do in your life. He saw that, and so you got you got to step out on that. You got to you got to let go and let God do something amazing in your life, and and, and walk in whatever it is He's called you to. And you, we we've got to to let go a little bit, and. So it's keep the fire burning. It's keep trusting God, okay? And, and then there's a, a, a final part of this. And this one definitely gets into the, the whole eternal, eternal consequences kind of judgment and uh, heaven and hell and all that. I want to read this a little bit to you. It talks about how at the end, you know, the, the king, uh, the, the God will gathers everybody and, and splits everybody right and left and on his right and his left. And it says, Then the king will say to those on his right, come. You will receive good things from my Father. Inherit the kingdom that was prepared for you before the world began. I was hungry, and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothes to wear. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then those that, who are righteous will reply to him and say, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you or, or thirsty and give you a drink? When do we see you as a stranger and welcome you or, or naked? And give you clothes to wear. When, when did we see you sick or in prison? And visit you? And then the king will reply, "I assure you that when you have done it for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you have done it for me." Man, I mean, we t- definitely, definitely, this is about something bigger than just what we're doing right now, right? It's 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 really about eternity and heaven and hell and, and you know judgment and all that. But it has so many ramifications of how we live today right i think some of we start thinking about the things we're supposed to do to get into heaven and all those kind of things and i think that's a really messed up way to think about just the things we're supposed to do to get into heaven but these are the things that jesus is looking for these are the things that god's looking for Why? why why would we do that because we have the fire burning in our heart because the fire is burning because we are excited about serving somebody. We are excited about what God has done in our life. And we don't want to keep it to ourselves. We want to share it. And we trust God to use us wherever we are. And we, you know what? You, you can't be used by God. You can't, you can't you know, feed the hungry. You can't clothe those who need... Cl- you can't comfort those who need comforting. You can't do that. If all you're doing is looking at your little your little piece of, of, of life, your little sliver of the world and holding tight onto it. Man, but when we open our hearts up, when we open our hands up yeah. and we say, God, what is it? What is it you want to do today? What is it you want to do in this moment? What do you want to do while I go to work today? Where where are you going to be at, God, where I can serve? Where are you going to be at where I can move? Where are you going to be at where I can can do something to bless you, God? Where that, that That's where the gospel comes alive. That's where... You know it goes from just being something on a piece of paper that we read to being something that we live out every day and we walk in and that's that's what God intends I believe is He wants a church that's willing to do anything And I say that, I'm not talking about just our church I think he wants I think he wants the church, the worldwide church He wants us to be people that are willing to do anything to reach somebody. so what's it going to take what's it going to take to do? Anything. I think there's some simple things. It's going to take. It's going to take a willing heart. It's going to take a heart that's open that says, "God, what do you want to do? What do you want to do?" I think we say that a lot. Saying, "God, I'm I'm ready for whatever you want to do in my life." But man, are we really open to whatever God wants to do? You know, I I think we're. I think we're on. I said it. I think I said it at the the leader meeting we had a couple weeks ago. I think we're on the edge. Of something awesome here at eleven we're on the edge of something something new something different and we got to have a willing heart to say God what's it going to be what what do you want to do you know I don't think I know exactly what it's going to look like I don't think think pastor knows what it's going to look like i, I don't I think but we know God knows what it looks like right we know he knows what it looks like let's so whatever he wants to do I, I, I'm willing open eyes it takes open eyes eyes that that see the needs of the people around you. You can't reach people that you don't see. Yes. You can't you can't love people that you're unaware of. You can't meet needs that you're oblivious to. Right? We've got to keep our eyes open. It takes positive attitude of saying, "Hey, I don't know. It's never been done this way, but who, let's try it. Right? Let's let's do something different. Let's let's do it this way. We've never done it this way before, but who knows? Right?" We've got to be willing to try something new. It's, a, it's going to take fresh ideas. It's going to take things that you've never thought about. And I'm talking about in this building. I'm talking about as through ministries of this church. But I'm also talking about just in your regular everyday life to reach the people around you and to love them and serve them. It's going to take some fresh ideas. If you want to, if you want to see the people around you come to know Jesus, if you want to see the people around you that are hurting and hopeless have the, the hope that they need to have in their life to, to be healed and whole, it's going to take some, some fresh ideas. It's going to, if, if what you're doing right now isn't working, it's going to take some fresh ideas, right? It's going to take some reckless love. It's going to take some love that doesn't quit when it gets hard, right? Because you know what? The uncomfortable areas, that's, that's, that's where we grow, right? That's where we need to thrive at, and that's where I believe where God loves us, and that's, that's where we've got to love people, right? And then finally, it's going to take some bold steps. It's going to take some, some strong steps, right? that we all got to take, right? Not just as a church, but I think we've all got to take some big, bold steps to reach people, to love people, to to share the gospel with people, to share that and to help them take it from being just something on a piece of paper, something in a history book, something they've heard about or a song they've heard or an idea, uh, you know, to being something real, something that they can follow with their lives and their hearts. The main idea here today If paying attention, is that we've got to be able be willing to try anything. And I really struggled with uh, how to title this message and how to what to call it because. And we we are using this language going forward a little bit in some of you know some things. But we we want to be a church that values everyone. You know, we want to value everyone. Um, If everyone has value, we want to be a church that's willing to try anything because anything is worth trying. Right, to reach somebody. Yep. So we want to use that kind of language. So I really struggled about how to, how to title this sermon because it was like, try anything or do anything. And then another word came to mind too. And it was, it was this. Let me, let me read it. I don't think I have it in my notes. I think you have it on the screen. Maybe. Yeah. It's Teddy Roosevelt said this. He said, Far better it is to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure than to rank with those who those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in the gray twilight that knows not victory nor defeat. Far better it is to dare mighty things. Dare to do anything, you know? That, that's a word we've heard around here a couple times, right? Dare to do anything. Dare to do mighty things for God. You know, this is... Teddy Roosevelt, he's giving it some political speech about America. and Great. But what have we got? We're talking about the kingdom of God. We're talking about the gospel. Dare mighty things in the name of God. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.